Previously on Just Cow in the City. But Sarah Silverman is a comedy legend. This girl's a fucking idiot. But he just likes being surrounded by women because he's Larry. Idiots have dry January. I'm like, this year, I'm going to drink more than ever. Dude, I knew you were going to spill it on my pen. And he goes, oh, we ran out of change. This is the last thing a person who just went to an all-you-can-eat-ribs place needs today. Hello, all my friends, to the show that never ends. And the life we lead continues to push on. We've all had a rotten day, so what's Just Gal gonna say? He hopes to take a moment of your time. Make you feel much better when you hear about his day. A little magic power makes your problems seem okay. If you're looking for action and nothing that's new Just Gow in the City is the podcast for you If you like listening to things that no one else would do Just Gow in the City is the podcast for you Just Scow in the City is the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another quality episode of Just Scow in the City. I am Dave Just Scow now and forever. It is a beautiful, snowy day in New York City, something we haven't seen in a long time. And as I stare out the window at the East River and beyond, it is a picturesque moment in New York City, that doesn't happen very often, but boy, has it been annoying. Like, it only, it snowed, I don't know, two inches last week, and because it's never gone above freezing, nothing has melted. So it's a little bit icy, but uh, that is the fun of when everybody's so excited that it's snowing, and then they realize, oh no, what are we going to do about this? It just hasn't gone above freezing in a couple of days, but I don't mind. I kind of like it. I, I get to wear bigger sweaters. I get to wear bigger shirts, and, you know, it's just uh, a real terrific way when you're feeling overweight. Uh, Wintertime is a wonderful way to hide everything. I think we all know that. And so I live it every day, and that's what I do. Well, it is nice to see everybody on this beautiful January 23rd. Really pushing it away, getting out of the New Year way, and getting all the way into February very quickly. Oh my goodness, this is happening so fast, but that's the way it works. Everything is, I don't know, pretty good. I'm, I've been in a very festive mood since the beginning of the New Year. I haven't really been super depressed or anything. I don't know. I'm hoping it sticks around. Been going out a lot, I guess it seems, and trying to live my life to the fullest. I'll tell you, when I told you that people are sissies who do dry January. And then I told you that I was like, yeah, I'm, this is going to be the year. I'm going to ultimately party so hard. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to make everyone look full. I was kidding, but I feel like I'm not kidding. I feel like I've been going out more than I have in a long, long time. 
and just, you know, going out to a lot of dinners where I'm drinking and stuff, like what old people are supposed to do. And uh, I've been getting really drunk and yelling at people. It's been really fun. And I'm going to tell you about all of that today. But why don't we start off with that as we're recording this on Friday? Why don't we start off with yesterday, my first class for the semester? The first three credit, 15 week, maybe 16, I can't remember. <laughs> I probably should know that. Um, class, 28 kids from last semester's 12. That's a lot of people. I was a little nervous. Same room we always have, little screening room down in the bowels of what is the School of Communications at the university that I teach in. And I was a little nervous. And it started off with my nephew calling me, who is in the class, who I pushed a lot of buttons to get him in the class because he's not a communications major, and who then called me yesterday just before class and said, Uncle David, I need to leave early. And I hit the ceiling because uh, I do get nervous, obviously, for my first day of class, and I couldn't even believe this was happening. Now, I hit the ceiling because that was my gut reaction that I got very upset about. And later on, I called and we worked it out. But I was like, look, let me just drop the class for you. Let me just drop it. Because if you remember correctly, he was having so much trouble trying to figure out how to go into class, and he was such a slacker about it that the other professor that was helping me try and get my nephew into the class was like, why do you even want him in the class? He sounds like a troublemaker. I mean, I do love the kid. He really is funny and cool, but, you know, I, I don't think he's not going to be a troublemaker in class, but right, the the effort I had to go that he was doing no effort to help is frustrating. And, you know, the other professor's like, why do you even want him in class? He sounds stupid. <laughs> like, And I'm like, I know, but his mother wants him to take the class. So, you know, I went through all these things to put him in and all this kind of stuff and then and then he calls me and he's like hey can you get my friend in like two days before i'm like look i gave you and him the codes to get in the class three months ago i am not putting this kid in because he's a goddamn slacker and realized two days before the class started that he wants to take the class not cool and uh it, it was really really bothered so anyway whatever he calls me he says you have to leave early now is the excuse good it's technically good he has an audition and he's got to get it in by midnight. And I know that's a real thing. But he lives on the campus, but he's also living at my sister's house, too. Like, he, you know, that's a, it's a weird campus to live on. But it's like he has to go all the way back home to his mother's house to get all the equipment. To, to get all the equipment in this day and age? What equipment do you need? So that's why I'm getting angry. I'm like, dude, just you're in the School of Communications building. You don't think anyone has equipment here to help you do a self-tape. For, for a two-minute audition. Really? So everything about it was horrible. But the most important part that I felt, I felt in my class that I run, was that I don't want you leaving. I don't care if you ever have to leave early for something like this. That doesn't bother me. But it is going to bother me the first day because you're my nephew. And there's no way I'm pretending that he's not my nephew. Um, in the class. I just wouldn't like that, and it's not fair to anybody. And so how bad is it going to look if the first day of class, my nephew is the one that leaves first? Doesn't that set a precedent for the other students saying, oh, my God, he's going to get away with so much shit? I even told them jokingly, like I told you guys, he's going to get an A, otherwise his mother will kill me. So, I mean, I, I have to be honest with everybody. They get it. 
But when you are talking about nepotism and all that kind of stuff, if he, in fact, leaves the first day, it's not good for anybody to leave early the first day of class. But what are you going to do? But if he leaves, it really sets a bad precedent on me. So I was very upset about that. I explained all that to him. I even told him, I said, you know, if you had just, you know, if you'd let me finish or whatever, I was planning on ending the class early anyway today. But the fact that he just can't seem to self-tape in the School of Communications where that's what they're all about. They invented self-taping there. I'm, you know, I'm pissed at the whole thing. I'm also doing him a favor with something else. So the whole thing was just really pissing me off. I'm like, we're really starting this way. So I call his mother last night after it. She goes, I wasn't picking up on you because I can't believe you yelled at him. And I'm like, well, I tried not. I'm sorry. He caught me off guard. But she's, she's like, what's the difference if he has to leave early? I know I'm right about this. My sister gets angry at me. She's off base on this. Uh, this is not right. This is my class. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about that she says it's okay for him to leave. But he has an audition. The day before she was saying, I don't think he should do acting anymore because he doesn't seem to want to push himself to do acting. Like if the, if the audition comes up, he does it. But, you know, it's just, it's really weird. And then she's mad at me because I'm, I really want to drop him from the class. I'm that upset. Now, aren't I allowed to be upset the way I want to run the class and I'm saying to her and and in my like, that this ruins my class in a way it sets a really bad precedent and she doesn't understand that and she's mad at me and I'm like but you don't know how I feel and it's none of your business or concern how I run my class she just didn't understand she's really insane this way listen she's usually right I'm a dick but this time, I think I really had, you tell, you tell me when you write me or you Instagram me or tell me if I'm wrong on this, if I'm being too harsh. I don't think I am. I mean, I have a certain way of, of the way I envision the class. And even though I'm incredibly insane in my, you know, I can't stray from the path of what I have planned and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to the kids, I'm usually pretty good. I make fun of If they tell me I have to leave early or tell me they're coming late, I make fun of them. Pe- people came in late for class, and I go, why were you late? Because it's funny, and I tell the class, I'm like, listen, I'm nosy. I just need to know. I really don't care, but I need to know. And that's funny because there's no other way to handle it. You, you know, you're walking in the middle of the class. It's pretty uncool, and the kids said, well, I was really hungry. And I'm like, again, the worst excuse I've ever heard. So, it, you know, it's funny, and I'm trying to be funny with them, even though I'm furious that they're coming in 20 minutes to a half hour late. But I'm like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, right? So I do, I, I, I am different when it comes to the, the kids. But my nephew, you know what I'm saying, right? Am I wrong on this? If, you're, if I'm wrong, please let me know. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. Marcy, I know you're with me because you're a teacher. My sister clearly doesn't understand. And it's just so weird because... You know, we're just talking about the kid, and he just doesn't try. It's like, a, you know, and that's that's the worst part. It's like, that's the other thing I told him, too. I'm like, look, Billy, this is real fucked up for me because I used to be like you, and I was out there, and I was auditioning. But what you don't seem to get is that when I go to auditions, I had, to, I had a job, and I had to leave my job for lunch to go to the audition. I had to take the subway down because they didn't have the city bike at the time. I had to take the subway. I worked on, I don't know, wherever, 40th and Lex or 45th and 5th. And I had to take the subway down to where all the auditions were for some reason in the 20s and 6th Avenue, which doesn't seem very far, but it really is. And you have to take the subway because I'll never be able to walk or make it in time in exactly an hour. 
have the audition, pray to God it doesn't go long and come back for work because you had to obviously go to the place. And now you're telling me that you have to leave this class early or anywhere early because you have to put yourself on tape at your own home on a cell phone and you got to leave early because you're unprepared? Do you get how easy it is to audition in this day and age? It's a miracle. Nobody has to go in anymore and audition. It's not like when you see in Seinfeld when they're casting the, the Jerry pilot and they bring all those people in. That's the way it was for me. I mean, I liked it and I liked the personal interaction, but oh my God, the stress and less pressure you have to audition these days by just putting yourself on tape by yourself with your camera phone is incredibly easy. And I guess all those factors were just really pissing me off. And the fact that Beth doesn't understand makes her kind of an asshole. So that's why she doesn't listen to the podcast. Good. I know she's not listening because I always talk bad about her. And, you know, so be it, right? What an asshole. That being said, I think the first class went swimmingly. (laughs) And quite frankly, this kid, Billy, you know, I I certainly don't hate him or anything. And I'm not mad at him. (sighs) Kid brings an apple. He comes in the class, brings an apple. It was hilarious. Apparently his dad told him to do that, and it was hilarious, and everybody loved it. So the kid is smart, and he's funny, and he's cool. And then I even said, I'm like, Billy, I know you got someplace to go. It was just the principle of everything. You're calling me on the first day of class. I, I, I put all this work into getting you into the class, and then you have to be the first one to ever leave early. You get it. And that being said, this very strange thing happened, which I cannot tell you because it would be rude, but... One of the kids just comes up to me after they they all kind of swarm up after class. They just want to continue talking. I, which is again wonderful, especially the first day. They're like, "Wow, our teacher's really cool." I mean, what's better than that? It doesn't make me happy, of course. Uh, but this one kid comes up and he's like, uh, "Professor, can I talk to you in private?" And um, I'm like, "Sure." And um, and he hits me with some heavy stuff, you know, like stuff I wasn't prepared for in college. Stuff that has nothing to do with the course. He just needed somebody to talk to and which was lovely. I just, it's the kind of stuff they don't prepare. You know what I mean? In this day and age where the way you have to be or whatever. And usually when you bond with a teacher or something, you know, it takes a couple of weeks. So the first day for somebody to come in, you know, just being like, Oh, you know, what am I going to do? It's it's just, I I wasn't prepared for the stuff you see in the movies. Uh, you, You know what I mean? Wow, you know, a whole nother factor of teaching, I guess, uh, a technical full-time class and not just a, a part-time one credit. I guess it's I guess it's different. I guess you get the full teaching experience, but it is kind of funny when, you know, I've told you that they, you know, they nobody comes to check or see what happened. I mean, like, do you know how to handle the situation if somebody, I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I, I'd like to think I handled it well and will continue to do so because I do love these uh, kids and I really enjoy teaching and I always knew I would which is why I took it in college and thought this would be a good idea for me so we just went around the room yesterday asked what everybody's favorite film was and it was so funny I just go listen this is safe space here you know there's no wrong answers and so then they go my favorite film is everything everyone where all at once whatever the fuck that stupid movie and i go what that's the worst movie i ever heard of <laughs> and so i'm like but at least i 
you know, I call myself out. I'm like, I know I said it's a safe space and everything, and then I keep shitting on your stuff. But therein does lie the comedy, folks. I think you get, and they they totally got it, and they ripped apart me too. If I haven't seen something, or if I like something and they don't like it, so it was an outstanding interactive first class, I will say. And I'm just nothing but looking forward to how it's going to go. I met with one of the professors earlier, my friend Guy Nicolucci, who's awesome, so funny and cool. And it's so funny to meet with a peer, I guess, beforehand and, you know, kind of shit on the kids, uh, which is fun. But I think we both, you know, secretly also enjoy uh, working there, which is the best, because obviously we've seen other places where that is not the case. You know I like it, and I'm looking forward to everything that is going to happen. What are you doing? What? What? Vincent stopped making picks. Well, how am I going to know what movies to see? We have a wide variety of Gene picks. Gene's trash. I'm Gene. Hi. Anywho, uh, last night was uh, David Tell's birthday, and as you know, I got really fortunate in the sense that he wanted to eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night, so I was back and waiting in my car. I slept in my car for like an hour. I was parked at 9 o'clock on the block where the restaurant is, this restaurant Jeans. Now, I went there twice this week, so I guess I'll just start on Friday, how I went to this place with my friend uh, Alina and John, and it was supposed to be outside Steve, and he didn't show up. What the fuck's the matter with him? I don't know. Uh, he's all like sick and stuff and i'm like what what is that all about so we went to this place they say hey i know that you know they, they always ask me if i want to go to dinner friday now they also know as i said before that i need advance notice you know i can't just a lot of times they'll say do you want to go to dinner i've just come back from the grocery store and i'm going to make that i'm like no if you had called me an hour before Ugh. so they know so they call me a day in advance let's go out to dinner friday i say we're going to go to this place called jeans never heard of it in my life that's why it's hilarious it was there twice this week it's been there since 1919 on 11th Street and 6th Avenue. I mean, right in the heart of Greenwich Village where I've been. I've lived here, what, 30 years, maybe more? Never even seen that place. Probably walked past it 100 times, didn't even know it was a restaurant. It's been there since 1919, Italian restaurant. And it is old school. I mean, when you walk in, it's just the, it's, it's an old people at the bar as Attell says, talking about their novels or what they uh, wanted to write or something. It's really, well, it's quite sad, actually. But, you know, those little places are kind of fun. So I met them down there and Friday night, of course, had to take the stupid subway. But it does go right there. I, I can't stand taking the subway if it's not to work. I don't know why. And But it's been, the weather hasn't been good enough to take a bike. Um, I, I don't mind the cold. Or maybe I do if I'm getting ready. It's kind of like taking the bike and getting all sweaty before I go somewhere. So I don't know. But meanwhile, of course, because I can't, no matter how late I leave, I never am at a place on time anymore. I'm always a half hour before at least. I, I, I can't. I, I, I mean, it's, it's good, I guess, but I'm just always the first one. I mean, I don't understand how everyone else is late or exactly on time. I can't time it that way. I, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. God, I used to be the latest person of all time. And then s something changed, and now I just always show up. So I'm the first one there. I'm like, do you want to be seated? I'm like, sure. So I sit at the table by myself. I'm used to this now. I'm always by myself. When I With these two, these people I'm going with, I was at that, the Korean restaurant. I sit there by myself, and 
I don't care. I don't even, I just sit there by myself. I order a, a drink or something and whatever. And then they finally show up. It's really kind of funny, but it was pretty, I didn't care. They finally come in. And like I said, the, 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 the bar, the people at the bar are so weird, but the restaurant was kind of full and it was a, a nice day. And of course I got the baked clams and the special spaghetti and meatballs. I went old school and it was pretty good. I was wondering what was going to happen with the cheese. How's this place going to work? Are they going to bring the cheese? So they don't bring any cheese. And then my friend John goes, I see the cheese right by your head. It's there. And he's like, if you want more, I can go get it. I'm like, no, let's see if they bring it over. (laughs) Because now I have to test. This is the ultimate test of a place. So the guy does eventually come over. And uh, Alina goes, can you leave it? And he's like, no. (laughs) because <laughs> she knows she likes it left and i and she knows how i feel about it but they're like no i'm like well can i have some more mm, all right so he did uh give me it's really funny they they won't leave the cheese but they left an entire bottle of dessert wine on the table uh, here well, you guys like some dessert wine they, and they just left that bottle on the table a bottle of liqueur, liqueur, but they will not leave a thing of cheese. That's fucked up. I say that's incredibly a fucked up. But whatever, had a good time. Had a little dessert, a little coffee. That's the the whole thing for everything this past week, right? A little dessert and coffee after dinner has been fantastic, right? But I've been having it late at night, and it's like when I have to work the next day, so it has been affecting my damn sleeping habits and. I definitely have a sore throat after this week of drinking and having coffee late and all that kind of stuff, not sleeping properly. But it could also be just the winter and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think I'm getting sick, but I can tell there's something wrong with my throat. But that happens a lot where I got to take that Flonase. So it's um, a thing, but whatever. Anyway, I feel fine. So then we all leave and we go outside and we get high like we're three-year-olds. Uh, not three, well, you know, like we're teenagers. And we get high in front of this door. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right. What's the big deal? Now you can get high. Nobody cares. But we got in trouble. Like, they came out. They're like, um, could you do that somewhere else? Like, it was really like we were kids. Like, hey, just mind your own business. Go back in there. Don't worry about it. We'll be out of here in a second. Uh, but it was kind of fun. But, of course, I shouldn't have gotten high. I never should get high that late after dinner because then it just keeps me up all night. I know. It affects me the opposite of the way it affects everybody else. And so then I'm like, well, you know what? This is a great day to walk it off. I'm going to walk from the West Village all the way home. Perfect. You know, because I really need to walk it off. And, of course, what is it? it starts to rain. I couldn't believe it. It started to rain. And I'm like, no, it's just a drizzle. I'm still going to try and make it. It's, it's raining. It's raining. And then it gets worse. And I'm like, Ugh, I should have taken the subway when I had the chance. I mean, I really just wanted to make it home. And I couldn't. And it was really frustrating because I definitely need to walk off these meals. It's uh, very, very important. And I don't think I was able to do it all week long for all the meals that I've had. Unbelievable. So Saturday, I just Saturday and Sunday, I just stay home. I watch football. That's fine because I know I got stuff going on the whole week. I also actually, I'm like, could I possibly get any work done, you know, for school or the book or anything like that? Do you think I can actually get work done? Because it's difficult. Like when I'm working, you know, at home for work, work and at four, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. And now I can hang out. And then I make dinner, which is kind of fun watching the football game. And I know I'm going to pass out a little bit. But the question is like at 10 or 11, 
Could I get some work done? And I did. So it was a very productive weekend. But here's the best thing. Remember I told you that Joe, uh, that I had the, the all-you-can-eat ribs with and his wife gave me the hot cocoa bombs? Well, I tried it on Saturday. I said, Saturday, that's going to be my dessert. And I heated up milk in a pan. You know, not in the microwave. I went old school, like an old pan, that a pot, you know, a, a saucepan. And I heated it up to the perfect temperature. I kept an eye on it. And you put the hot cocoa bomb in the cup, in the mug, and then you pour the milk over it. And I had forgotten to get a spoon, so I was pouring the milk over it. And I wanted to watch what was going to happen. And I turned around for a second to get the fork, and it was already done. But it was amazing. It's like all these marshmallows, just these beautiful marshmallows floated up to the top. And it was the most delicious hot chocolate I've ever had in my entire life because apparently his wife uses the best chocolate. Like, it's expensive. It was delicious. It was, um, I think we talked about this, the Simpsons movie where Homer makes that incredible hot chocolate for Bart and he's just sitting and he doesn't want to know anything about Flanders. He's like, shut up, stupid Flanders. And he makes them this amazing hot cocoa and then he takes a sip and he's like, oh my God. And he falls in love with Flanders. It was like that. Ah, how about I fix you some cocoa? No way. Cocoa's for wusses. Well, sir, if you change your mind, it's on the windowsill. Oh, my God. I was like, I, 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 gotta, I think I got to marry Joe's wife. I, I don't know, I'm in love with her. Like, it was that good. <laughs> then I called them instantly. I'm like, I need more. And I want to give them out to people. This is amazing. I, I didn't realize people knew about them, but boy, oh my God, was that good. And I have another one, but I'm like, I am not using it the next day. I'm, I got to save it up because I don't know where else you can get them. I got to save it up. So even the Monday night, I, I was like, I got to have hot chocolate again. And I hate having hot chocolate because it's too much and it's too sweet and it's too awesome. But um, I went to the grocery store after and I bought milk and, and it just it totally wasn't the same. It was such a bummer. That hot chocolate, that hot cocoa bomb was amazing. Here's the other thing too. I spoke to that girl, Rachel Lenahan, and I, you know, I talked to her that next day. As I said, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to find out if she's like scamming us or what is her story with having that horrible girl open for and all that kind of stuff. And we had a really good conversation. And I was yelling at her, just the way I yell at my uh, nephew, you know. And I was yelling at her and, and saying, you know, I don't understand why aren't you. And I've been doing this to other people too. Other comics for age used to do to Olga. Why don't you have a group of friends that you're accelerating with, that you're climbing the ladder with, that are on your level? Because you're very talented and cool. Why don't you have other friends? And what I realized is like, because that's what happened to me. And that's what happened. It seemed in comedy. I Obviously, you know who my friends who I started with were. It's David Tell, Sarah, Louis C.K., Mark Maron, John Stewart, right? We all started, and we all hung out together. Now, again, why I got included, I should be so grateful, right? I guess I was a funny guy, so they <laughs> included me. But, you know, it was all people on the rise, and then you left behind the jerks that you knew were going to suck or weren't going anywhere. And, of course, I should have been that jerk, but they, for some reason, I'm still in. Whatever it is. So I say to these kids who are 30, whatever, 32, 34, that like, why, I don't understand why you have no friends in comedy and why your friends are horrible comics and why there's not an acceleration process. I don't get it. And talk to Olga about this too. And 
the answer is, unfortunately, it's my fault. I'm, I'm an old man screaming like Howard Stern used to be like, you got to get into radio. Radio is the most important thing up until, up until about three years ago. He's like, you got to get into radio. That's an old man saying this is the way you it used to work. And I guess that's me saying, no, it's supposed to work like this because that's the way it worked for me. And the cream rises to the top. And you're supposed to be with people that are on the same level as you. But the problem is, this talking like an older person, this generation doesn't make a lot of friends. And they don't hang out. And Billy's an example of that. He, he has the worst friends, and, and he, if he has friends at all. And these kids in, in the school, they just don't communicate. That's what I keep trying to tell them. I'm like, it's extremely important you communicate with each other for years from now, for contacts, for hanging out. I mean, this is where you make your contacts in college. What did we talk about last semester? Bob Zemeckis and, and Bob Gale. They were college buddies. They make Back to the Future together. You know, these are important contacts you meet throughout, but it doesn't work that way anymore. This With social media and all that kind of stuff, I feel maybe they just don't need anybody. With Zoom, with COVID, it's all changed everything where people just aren't, hanging out organically anymore my poor friend laura who you know i hang out with all the time she have trouble meeting people since come here because nobody's hanging out anymore it's just not you don't have to you can text your friend you can see them on instagram and if you have fifty thousand followers what do i need friends for i'm gonna make it anyway because people will come to see me because i'm a social media thing so it's not like the old days where all the comics got together we went to a diner after when we talked about comedy and our futures and all that stuff or we drank and had a good time. I mean, these kids just don't, they go home and they start writing and they, they're, I, I don't know. So that's the problem. So that's what she was trying to say. I'm like, but I, you know, we just don't hang out like that anymore. And then I realized as much as I didn't like that girl that was opening for her, nor the MC, she apparently didn't have a choice. She wasn't scabbing anybody, although I didn't think she did. She just doesn't meet a lot of people that she is befriended in comedy. It just, Olga said the same thing, and it's just not the way it was. See, I thought maybe it was because Sam Morell and Mark Norman, who are killing it, and Phil Hanley, and they all started again. That was like kind of the generation above ours, maybe even two generations, whatever. And they all came up together, Joe Mackey, you know, those four guys. So maybe that's where it ended, which would make sense. They just hit the social media you know, I think when they were starting out, social media wasn't the social media it is because they're, you know, in their late 30s now. So I don't know, you know, kind of interesting, kind of sad at the same time. But at least I got to the bottom of it. And of course, that's the most important thing. Breaking news in the NFL. The Sunday Steelers-Bills game has been moved to Monday afternoon at 4.30 Eastern. New York Governor Kathy Hochul made the announcement a few minutes ago while addressing the severe weather set to hit the Empire State. Hochul said safety was her number one priority with the city of Buffalo expecting two to three inches of snow an hour. The city will also have a travel ban starting tonight through at least 6 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. This is a story that is developing, it is changing, and it is quite crazy. You know, on Monday, of course, it was the last night of Wings. It was the season finale. And I could not be happier, because this happened after we got off the air, that the Bill Steelers game, which was supposed to be on Sunday at 1, there was such bad weather in Buffalo, New York, 
that they moved the game to Monday at 4.30, and I'm like, oh, snap. Now I don't have to go to that bar at 8 o'clock at night on the day off, you know, even though it was a a holiday. We can go at 5. And we got there at 5. So me and Chris and my friend Laura, we all went at 5 o'clock. I said, meet us 5. The place opens at 5. I'm like, oh, it'll be great. We'll totally, nobody will be there. We get there. It's completely crowded. Everybody got there at 4.30 when the games were. I didn't think they were going to open early. And so we had to sit at a table away from the bar, but that was okay. It it still worked out great. What didn't work out is I was wearing my boots. You know, I have these lady Uggs (laughs) that everybody makes fun of, but they're really comfortable. I mean, it has to be for men because I don't think there are women that are 10 and a half size shoes. So it's a man's boot. It just, my sister's been making fun of it since I've been wearing it, especially if I tuck in my pants, (laughs) which I didn't do. I have them in the outside. Either way, they're a little gay. So... What I wear in these boots, because I wear them to work too, when it's bad weather, snowing or something like that, I have those little, those socks that, what are they called, like pants? They're not full socks. You know, you wear them in the summer when you don't want to wear socks, but you still want a cushion in your sneakers or something. You know, like tennis socks or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear those in the boots because every time I wear socks, and I'm sure you ladies have this problem <laughs> the socks fall down and then of course they're under your foot and you can't pull them up again and it's so annoying so i'm like well i'll solve that problem by wearing these little socks because i don't want to go barefoot and maybe that'll solve the problem and it has it is a brilliant plan in many ways however i guess i didn't pull it up all the way to my ankle like i was like nah it'll be fine and as soon as i left the house it went under my foot and i had to walk all the way to the west side with that thing on my foot. I tried to stop in one place when I was inside and was able to sit down, but I wasn't taking my boot off in the public place where my bare feet were going to be. So I, thought this was, I was trying to pull them up, but it wasn't working. So I actually, when I got to the place, had to go to the bathroom, take off my boot and fix it because it was driving me nuts. I mean, I stepped out of the house and it was a disaster. But since then, I've worn them three days with the other kind of socks, using different socks every day. And it's actually worked like a charm. So it was just that one day where I kind of knew, I'm like, maybe I should have pulled that up higher. Like the tiny extra bit that it went. And that it would have solved everything. Meanwhile, while I was walking, I've done two things this week that have constituted where I've gone over the edge and now I am an old man. And the first one was on Monday, I'm walking to the place. I get a little high. before. I always get high before I go there. So it stops where I get high. And I'm going past this construction site, and they have where the sidewalk, and this happens all over Manhattan, where they have like a a barrier where you're supposed to walk, and then you get back on the sidewalk. The construction people usually put it together. But this one, there was a FedEx truck or or a mail truck blocking it so you couldn't get by. And these guys are doing construction there. So I just go to town on them because it looks like they're doing something illegal, even though they're by a construction site. It's a Monday on Martin Luther King Day. It's snowing. And I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Um, and they're like, what? And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Are you supposed to be here? Because I'm just yelling at them for no reason because I'm high and I'm having a good time. But I'm probably scaring the shit out of them in a way. And I'm like, are you guys supposed to be here? Because it looks like you're up to something suspicious. I mean, the fact that I'm doing this with no audience and nobody there is twisted. But I'm just, I'm angry because that truck is there. And then I was like, listen, look at this. You have to have something blocking so you tell people that you can't get out this way this ain't right and it really does look like you're up to something like right out of ghostbusters too you know like where they're just drilling into the thing and it's i don't know what they're drilling 
and they're all looking at each other and looking at me, and I'm just like, should I tell them I'm the Manhattan Borough President? Because there's no way they're not going to believe I'm Mark Levine, right? I look like a Mark Levine. So <laughs> I can totally tell them, but I, I didn't mention it, and I just went away and then just said, uh, all right, carry on, and I left. But I don't know what caused me to do that. I guess I was pissed, but not pissed at the same time. But it really did look like they were doing something suspicious. You see them all clamming up. I don't know, maybe they're not citizens. I don't know. But it was really uh, funny for me. Uh, sad for them because they're like, who was that guy? You know, the other thing is, do you even know who my father is? Mayor Bloomberg? I could totally pull that card too. I look like I could be the Manhattan Borough President. They don't know what he looks like. I look like a Mark Levine. Let's face it. Except I'm dressed in my wintry attire, so you can't tell. So they're like, who was that guy? But, I, you know, now that I'm older, I look like I'm up to something, it, you know, important. Like I'm checking up on them. Like I'm the foreman. The foreman. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I, um, I'll tell you about it because I did it again on Wednesday. This is what I'm doing now because everybody looks suspicious to me because <laughs> that's when you know <laughs> it's over. Anyway, we go to the place, and it was great. And our friend Tommy was there and everything. And I had a couple of beers and stuff. But I tried the teriyaki wings. On the last night, I said, let's try something new. Because I didn't want to get the sweet chili wings because they're too sticky. But it turns out teriyaki wings are also sticky. But they were still really, they were pretty good. But I don't know if I'd get them again. But they were good. I wanted to try. I got the hot, and I got the teriyaki. Because I wanted to try something new on the last day, which often I do. Uh, I should have got, I would have liked to get the garlic parmesan, but I don't like eight of those. I like like four of those. Like if I could split it up so I can get four garlic parmesan, four teriyaki, that would be good. But we'll figure it out again next year. Everything is fine. And then uh, Laura and I walked home in the snow and it was very pleasant. I think we took a picture of us in Times Square, the three of us with Chris, uh, because it was snowing and it was nice. Like I said, the first snow is always delightful. It's the aftermath of snow which is always really bad and then and just makes things really complicated. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. So Tuesday night, my friends Kenny and Jody and Liz and Bob, say they all used to live in my building, and you know I always talk about going out to with Jimbo's with Bob all the time. They said, let's go to Tuscany, Tuscany Steakhouse, let's go. I said, Wednesday works for me. Now that I, you know, I got my Wednesdays back, that's why I'm going out more than ever. So I say, okay, of course I'm panicked. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to cost me money. Tell's birthday is going to cost me money. This is a disaster. You know, Friday cost me money. Everything's at least $100, right? So I'm a little panicked that I'm spending too much. I'm sure we all get that way. But testing these steakhouse is like, life, like Wolfgang's, but, well, price-wise, I'm sure it's just like Wolfgang's. And they have the same kind of menu and everything, but it's still awesome. And it was great to meet those guys. So it's so funny. I'm meeting them at six. So I actually have to stay at my job. I'm like, should I go home and pack my stuff? It's over by my parking garage. So I could, in theory, go home, put my book bag down and come out. I'm like, nah, why should I do that? The, the yellow train line just takes me right there from the office. And then I can just walk home. Who cares if I got the book bag? 
So, but I had to stay an extra hour at work because I just had time to kill. That's the worst. I just sit around doing nothing. And then finally around 510, I, I go and for, for, thank God, because Bob's older, he's there already. Like, he's like me. He gets everywhere early. So uh, we got to the place. I had a martini. And then we sat down. We had a great time. A great time. I had uh, two or three glasses of wine. I was really buzzed, but the food was excellent. We had steak and ribeye and, oh, the uh, tomato and onion, which I hadn't had in years because Lee Maracas doesn't like tomatoes. So we never got it. I got the shrimp cocktail. Of course, me and Bob got the shrimp cocktail. It was fantastic. Oh, it was really a beautiful meal. I had the hot fudge sundae afterwards. Everything was beautiful. It was wonderful. And then Bob and Liz picked up the check. I'm like, no, you don't have, no, it's okay. Because you guys got it last time. I'm like, right, I'll pick up everybody's check next time. And I hope they were laughing at that. Wow, was that amazing? Because I don't know what it would be, but then that's got to be at least at least $200 a person. Plus, Kenny knows the people there, so... You know, it's a whole thing. Meanwhile, the guy, what was I there, two years ago? The guy, the bartender, he's like, let me guess, you want a martini? And I'm like, yeah, that's what you had last time. I'm like, how the hell do you remember that? It was very impressive. That's the kind of place this is, you know? Those steakhouses are like that. People worked there for years and years at a time. So uh, that was a great night. So then I walk home, and I guess I'm, I'm buzzed. I'm really buzzed. And I'm drunk. And I walk home. They're, they're starting to do the worst thing in your neighborhood, in your apartment building in Manhattan, construction. They're starting to build scaffolding around my building, and I'm pissed because you know that's a three-year event, and they're doing it. Now it's about 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, why the fuck are they doing this that late? And I'm just yelling at them. I must have been really drunk and didn't even notice, and I'm screaming at them. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you have permission to do this? You, I, I, I think I even called them... Uh, effeminate men i was screaming stuff and again didn't even care. i guess i did care but it was i was still kind of doing a bit but i was angry because i know it's gonna last three fucking years and i know how this works these are the ones that fix the bricks here in the building and then they come up on their you know window washer ladder and they're looking right into my living room you know when i'm sitting there watching tv and like like in Superman, where he's seeing Superman carrying the plane, and the guy's like, fly. Just fly. We've got something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV, and then I look to the left, and I'm just staring. And the guys are going up, and they're waving, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because I don't have any shades. Because I overlook a brick wall. Except every seven years, when these guys got to come upstairs and do shit and start this scaffolding stuff, which just sucks. It lasts so long. So... Uh, the the doorman Rashan he comes up he goes oh my god everybody's complaining because they really shouldn't have been working this late at night I don't care about the lateness but everybody in the building does and they're yelling he goes I was wondering who was going to yell and then I, I was like oh, somebody's going to be screaming at them sooner or later and then when he came outside he's like I didn't think it was going to be you <laughs> and I'm like yeah I was having a good time like hey, fuck these guys. Oh, I really let him have it. And I'll tell you another thing about Tuesday. I go to the coffee shop next door. All the girls are gone. There's a guy in there. And I'm like, where the fuck? Where's Where's Isabel? What's going on? She's like, oh, she moved to another location. I'm like, what? Well, what about Alejandra? She's like, yeah, they're not. And I'm like, well, see ya. Oh, no, I know what it was. I felt bad. I didn't want to be a dick. But I was like, all right, just um, give me a drip coffee. And he's like, you don't want infused rum? This is how the girls get you. And I'm like, no, just a drip coffee. All right, that'll take five, ten minutes. I go, bye. 
Haven't been back. I've just seen dudes in there. These guys are so fucking stupid in this 787 coffee. I may call them up and say, are you guys fucking stupid? Nobody wants to see a dude in there. Even the girls don't care to see a dude in there. And this guy, not like he was handsome. If he's gorgeous, whole other story. But he's not. If he was tall and had blue eyes, maybe some wavy, silky hair would be fantastic. Oh, my God. So I went next. So if fine for me i went to the deli next door i got a half hot chocolate half coffee which was delicious and it cost me what and i bought a a, an iced tea for the doorman i think it cost me six bucks instead of 11 and i got something else six bucks instead of 11 dollars fuck that place then i can't believe they got rid of the girls i i can't even what do you have to do to tell people what's working Let's talk about topical humor, guys. How about that Steve Irwin? You know, um, Steve Irwin was murdered. You're right, pothead, he was. I might be a conspiracy theorist. The crocodiles put a hit out on him using the stingray, or as I call it, the Puerto Rican of the sea with his switchblade-like tail, and uh uh-oh, shit, do I gotta put into the fine bucket? Where were the dolphins that day? Where were they, honey? I don't know. <laughs> Laughing, smiling, teaching retards how to swim. They're out there. They were like cousins. They're always there in the good times, but never there in the bad times. So, so last night, we go for Tell's birthday. I, I make it to there. I park the car right on the block that the thing is, and I'm just sitting in the car, and I'm like, Ugh, maybe I'll take a nap. And I took a nap. I took a nap. I left my car at 9.50. We're all supposed to meet at 10. And I'm still the first person there. I mean, by the time I get in there, it must have been 9.55. Still nobody's there. And I'm like, can I go to the bathroom and wash up? They're like, fine. And oh, so I go into the bar and this woman is there that looks familiar, but she's not. And she's like, hi, oh, I look like a greeter, but she's obviously just a drunk at the bar. It's all older people. And when I say older, they're probably our age, but they just look older and stupider. I don't know. I go in and I go to the bathroom. And I don't think about it, and um, and when I come back, Nick is sitting at the table by himself because he's like me; he doesn't give a shit. He'll sit at the table, so it was nice to see him. And then Dave and Ian Finance comes in. Russ was sick. Russ is a fucking idiot. Russ Maneevi got his COVID shot or a booster or something, and then he, of course he got COVID. You know, I mean, he got sick. You know, when you get the shot, don't get the shot and then think you're going to go out. There's a fifty-fifty chance you're going to have chills and flu-like symptoms from the shot, which is what happens. So that was weak of Russ to get the shot that day, knowing full well that, that somebody who's so healthy should know better. So he didn't show up, but then uh, outside Steve showed up. But he was really late, and we were getting annoyed because, you know, 10 o'clock. The place is going to close soon. You can't be late to a 10 o'clock appointment. But we had a, you know, it was good. Atel was in a good mood, and, you know, we ordered a bunch of stuff. And we're having a good time. And then for some reason, Steve bought a carrot cake. It was the strangest thing. He bought a cake, which was a brilliant move. But he bought a carrot cake, which we all didn't understand. And he's like, no, try it. We thought he was joking. He's like, no, try, try the carrot cake. Try the, no, it's the best carrot cake you ever had. Now, I don't like carrot cake. And Dave doesn't like carrot cake. And I don't really know anybody that really likes carrot cake. I mean, when you have a birthday cake, it should never be a carrot cake. It should be a chocolate cake or 
I don't know, something else. Just carrot cake doesn't scream birthday for some reason because it has the word carrot in it, so it seems healthy. It turns out Ian loves carrot cake, but when he ate it, he goes, I've had better. But Steve's like, no, you got to have it. You got to. It was like, it was really strange because I'm like, why? why? But then he explained it to me. It's just like Rachel uh, <laughs> Lenahan uh, explained it. Like, he's like, well, I, I bought it for um, I bought it for this other party once. People went crazy for it. So I totally get it. He was like, he thought he was going to hit, you know, lightning twice. And it just, you know, kind of fell apart. But it was good that we had a full cake. That was important with candles on it and stuff. So, and because I told him once, I bought, I made a grain alcohol punch for a party that turned out to be an unbelievable hit. And then I did it again, and it was a nightmare. I don't know what happened. I mean, I got the ingredients wrong. I don't, I don't know. Grain alcohol, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. So what happens is this woman, that crazy woman, those guys keep going out to smoke. And they end up talking to that crazy woman that when I was entered there, I thought she worked there or we thought we knew her, but she was clearly drunk and crazy. And she talked like this, talked like this, the low voice from smoking cigarettes. So she's kind of gross, but not gross, gross, but gross. And then she just sat with us because, because Russ screwed us and there was an extra seat open. So she just sat with us and it was like awful. Like, we're, I mean, it te- technically was awful. We just wanted to, she wouldn't leave. We're eating, we got our meal, and she still won't leave, and she stayed the entire night. And I got a picture. Ian was smart enough to take a picture of her, and she's just sitting there, and she's just commenting. She's like, I'm a booksy broad. I'm a booksy broad. We're like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, she's out of her mind, and she's just talking about books. I'm an, and Atel's like, um, I, I mean, that's the thing. That's why this was so funny. Atel was on fire everybody was doing really good hitting her with the barbs that she didn't understand so we're laughing hysterically because Atel has new blood to just pick on and it's awesome and he's totally mocking her right in front of her face because she shouldn't be there in fact the the staff should have said hey get lost you know but we are nice guys and we I mean you'd think at the comments we were making she would get up and leave but no and we're just laughing and laughing, and Detell's really funny. And I, God, I wish I could remember half of the stuff he said. But I do remember this. The, ca- the cake comes out with the candles, and he's blowing out the candles, or he's using a plate to blow out the candles. He goes, okay, I'm going to make a wish. And the, the candles go out, and he goes, oh, God, you're still here. <laughs> to the woman. Now, <laughs> she still didn't get it. I mean, that would have said to me, oh, my God, these guys hate me. But, no, she didn't get it, and it just became funnier and funnier. And the fact, I mean, what do you have to do <laughs> to get somebody to leave? It was really weird. In fact, then she said to, as she was finally leaving, because the night was wrapping up and we were having coffee and cake, um, she goes to Steve, like, I live across the street. I'll see you over there. <laughs> I was, and then we were like, hey, she chose you. Hey, congratulations. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, he should be really happy with himself. He's obviously the thinnest one out of all of us and uh, looks the youngest. And I guess that uh, she made her choice. <laughs> he ended up going over there afterwards anyway. And um, we don't know what happened after. I just got, no, I'm kidding. I know he listened to the podcast. So that would have been, he's like, no, what? Now, can you imagine him throwing off his headphones? Why that son of a... 
you know, that woman was horrible and awful, but it did make the night into a completely memorable moment. Ian Fidance, I'm talking about, uh, texted me today, sent me some more pictures. I sent him the pictures I took because Russ wasn't there, and I finally remembered, like, let's take it right away before we start eating. So I have the picture, and then he goes, classic New York City night. Classic New York City night. I'm like, you nailed it. You nailed it. Classic, just go in the city, New York City night. Four friends together, comics that have known each other for a long time. Not so much Ian's the new kid on the block, but me and Nick and Dave and Steve have known each other for a long time in this uh, place right in the West Village. And this crazy woman sits down. I mean, maybe it could happen anywhere, but we look at it as a classic New York night. And you see the pictures with Dave hanging out smoking and thinking just right in the village. It just looks very New Yorkish. Made a lot of sense. And it sure did uh, make for a lot of fun that night. If you would like to join our Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> now, as we do at the end of the podcast lately, I tell you about some of the movies I have seen. As I woke up this morning, uh, HBO was just starting Over Her Dead Body. And I'm like, well, let me see what this is. And I remember now, 2008, it's Ava Langoria, Lake Bell, who I didn't really know, but I know she's been around a long time, and Paul Rudd. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. And the premise is that Paul Rudd's getting married to Ava Langoria. I remember when it came out, because Ava Langoria, I think it was during Desperate Housewives time, and Ava Langoria got a movie. And she dies. He's going to marry her, and he dies, and then... He goes to see a psychic, and she comes back, and she's trying to sabotage. He meets uh, Lake Bell. This movie's really bad. Oh, and also Jason Biggs is in it, and this guy may be the worst actor of our time. He's trying to do slapstick and comedy, and he stinks. And thank God he's not around anymore. He's horrible. Maybe he's nice in person, but boy, does he ruin the movie. Anyway, the movie's bad as it is, so it doesn't matter. But I'm like, oh, Paul Rudd, I mean, how bad can it be? So I'm watching it. I didn't realize how pretty Lake Bell is. So she was working for me. And then, you know, the premise is that, you know, they fall in love. I'm like, it's a romantic comedy. I'm like, all right, you know what? Ava Longoria is really pretty. I'm going to watch it. I found myself getting into it. I haven't watched the ending yet. I'll see what happens. It's uh, That Lake Bell is very, very sexy. So I'm like all in. I just recorded it for later. But it wasn't something I was planning to watch. What I did watch after one of the nights where I couldn't sleep because I've had too much wine, coffee, and 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 steak and food, which is the last three nights. We're talking about Friday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> I've been going to sleep just full and drunk and not sleeping at all and having horrible nightmares. So I get up, and of course I'm doing, now I'm up to like 1984 where I'm checking out stuff, and I, for some reason, decide to watch this movie that I don't even remember called Sleepaway Camp. But I decided to watch Sleepaway Camp 2 because I think when I saw the a couple of pictures, I'm like, well, these girls look pretty good because, you know, it's like a sex comedy slasher film. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay, okay. Even though there's porn up, I'd prefer to watch a soft core, you know, <laughs> kind of movie from the I'm an idiot. And I'm like, well, let me just see. They made four of them. So let me see the second one. And I watched the whole movie. And it wasn't unentertaining. And the brilliant about watching it, and I watch it with ads, but I could fast forward through all the horribleness of Friday the 13th where it's 20 minutes of just, hello, is anybody here? You know, until you get to the part. So it's great to be able to fast forward 
so that it you know make, really makes the movie fly by. You just get to the good scenes because it's not a good movie. But it does star this woman, Pamela Springsteen. So, right. I say to myself, well, that's a funny name. I, and then you look it up. It's Bruce Springsteen's sister. Who knew? Apparently, she's the, the killer in the movie. It's, a, it's right up front because it's Sleepaway Camp 2. She's, she's the, you know, she's not in Sleepaway Camp 1, but she is the killer, and it's a, right at the very beginning, they tell you. It's not a kind of secret. And she's cute as a button and uh, really funny. I, I don't know. But so she is Springsteen's sister, which I didn't even know he had one. And then she made these two movies and Sleepaway Camp 3, which I'm not going to watch. And um, just kills all these people in the, the fun way we used to like in the 80s. You know, really badly, like really like, you know, with chainsaws and drills and stuff like that. For some reason, that's a thing. And then she got out of the business and just became a photographer, like a still photographer, which she still does now. And she still looks really good. I think she's a little bit older than me. But she looks amazing. If you look her up, Pamela Springsteen. And then, um, for some reason, I watched the, the new Haunted Mansion. Not the Eddie Murphy one. There was a brand new one with Rosario Dawson and Owen Wilson. And uh, who, Jamie Curtis is in it and uh, Tiffany Haddish. And it wasn't very good, but I didn't hate that either. It wasn't good, but, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's just so funny that they base movies on Disney rides. Of course, Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I couldn't even sit through for two seconds. I've tried. I can't. I can't believe they made like four or five of those. This Haunted Mansion, you know, the only thing that's good about it is when they bring back the things, you know, from the ride, you know, which were kind of cool. But otherwise, uh, yeah, again, it's not very good, but again, I didn't hate it, and they certainly make good special effects these days, and I just needed something quick to watch. So I don't know if I can recommend any of these things today. When we went around the room asking everybody their Favorite films, they're mentioning something I'd never heard of, and they're like, what? You know, you know, it happened against Salt Peter. I don't know. It was Salt something that came out like last year. And all the kids are saying, every, even my nephew, everything everywhere all at once. They love, and I go, I did not like it. And they said, old people don't like it. And I talked to my sister about it. She says, yeah, that's true. I didn't like it either. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's um, a young person's movie, which is weird because it's full of old people. Everybody in it's old. Jamie Lee Curtis. That, that that Chinese guy that's been, you know, in Chinatown in every movie ever since. And obviously, Michelle Yeoh, the only young person is the daughter. And it's just kind of funny that we don't like it. I didn't like it at all. I cannot believe it won best. Even uh, Short Round is in it. I can't understand a word that kid's saying. I watched the second season of Loki. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. Is that rude? It, it's just, it, I'm sitting there going, I can't believe that guy won an Oscar and I can't understand what he's saying. It's pretty impressive. Short round. But I guess the movies will keep coming because I got to keep, you know, watching the 80s ones I haven't seen. And then I got to try and watch new ones and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny when I sit down, I'm like, wait, what are the ones I kept saying? I don't know why I'm not writing them down, but I think I feel stupid. Like, why would I write down this one? The one I have to see, I just didn't feel like paying for it. Maybe I'm going to have to go for it, is The Outsiders. I've never seen it. I know. They're making a musical that's coming to Broadway. So now I got to see it. Or should I not see it? And just wait for the musical. That's interesting. They're also making a musical of The Notebook, which I've also never seen. So maybe if I went into these musicals without seeing the movie, maybe I'll have a different experience than everybody else. More to contemplate for next week, our final January 2024 show, as we bring you more stories and more city classic stories in another episode 
of Juskow in the city. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the football nonsense until we get to the Super Bowl, and I'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.